0: Hello and welcome to episode 47 of The Route, our ongoing School Bus Fleet content series. I'm Wes Platt, Executive Editor, and we're recognizing National School Bus Safety Week, which runs October 17th through the 21st. Thanks for coming along for the ride. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and connect with School Bus Fleet on LinkedIn. Some of you may still be old, following our old page, Um, i'm going to make sure that the link for the current linkedin page is available on the details of this video so be sure to go there check it out and follow um okay let's get rolling our first stop is washington dc where the national highway traffic safety administration kicked off a safety awareness campaign ahead of National School Bus Safety Week. No matter where you live in the United United States, it's illegal to pass a motionless school bus while its stop arm is extended. Because kids who ride the bus are at greater risk when they get off or get on the bus than they are when riding it. But during the most recent illegal passing survey conducted by the National Association of State Directors of Pupil Transportation, in one day, 51,000 motorists just whipped right past stopped school buses. So the NHTSA wants you to remember, motorists must always stop their vehicle when a school bus stop arm is extended and those red lights are flashing. Best practice, if you see a stopped school bus, stop. You're better safe than sorry. That loading-unloading area is called the danger zone for a reason. It's that 10-foot area in front of the bus, 10 feet on either side, 10 feet behind the bus. Those are areas where children might not be seen by the driver. You should obey all traffic signs and signals. You should not drive while you're distracted looking at your phone. And never, ever, ever pass on the right side of a bus where children enter or exit. Last month, I got feedback from three School Bus Fleet Editorial Advisory Board members about the illegal passing problem. Michael D'Alessandro, who's a recruiter for Student Transportation of America, said he thinks most states and counties have done all right for the most part using public service announcements to spread the word, but he noted that a lot of younger drivers don't get their news from traditional media, so we need to go instead to online sources and streaming to get the word out. Derek Graham, a consultant for Edgelog, and a former state transportation director for North Carolina, doesn't think we can throw money at the problem and expect it to resolve. Said Graham, when you've been following the data as long as I have, you see that we can't completely change motorist behavior. There's not enough money for a got milk campaign of public education and things have gotten continually complicated with more traffic and congestion on the road, compounded by an epidemic of distracted driving. Some strategies that he recommends are uh, keep educating students and bus drivers, engineer improvements to make the school bus and its stop arm as conspicuous as possible, and adjust routes to minimize instances of students crossing the street. Tina Mitchell, a special needs transportation coordinator for Greenville County Schools in South Carolina and the acting president elect for the National Association for People Transportation, noted that efforts to use video uh, to legally penalize motorists who run school bus stop arms are gaining momentum. She thinks we could do more to advertise that video can be used against motorists and says it has made a difference uh, in awareness in South Carolina. She also said that a national campaign that graphically portrays the sometimes fatal outcomes of passing a stop school bus might amplify awareness and ultimately save lives. What do you think? Do you have any strategies to recommend for battling this chronic problem? Give your thoughts in the comments. All right, our next stop is Bloomington, Indiana, where Thomas built buses just delivered their 200th safety liner C2 Julie electric school bus. The Proterra-powered school bus now serves the Monroe County Community School Corporation, which was the first Indiana district to get an electric school bus back in fall 2020. Said Jeff Hoswald, superintendent for MCCSC, our district is delighted to have received the 200th Julie from Thomas Belt buses as we continue to lead electrification efforts for our students, staff, and the larger Bloomington community. Beyond the long-term cost savings benefits, converting our fleet also helps us meet safety and sustainability goals set forth by school administration, reducing CO2 emissions by 27 tons and saving 1,080 gallons of diesel per bus in our fleet. With every additional bus we convert, we're only adding to those numbers." Said Kevin Bankston, president and CEO of Thomas Built Buses, We are thrilled to pave the way for a cleaner future for the children in Indiana and across the country. We believe electric school buses to be the future of pupil transportation, and with quieter operation, lower operating costs, and zero emissions, MCCSC will continue to reap the cost and societal benefits of school bus fleet conversion. Congratulations to Thomas Built Buses on this latest achievement. All right. Next, let's go to Alpharetta, Georgia, where IC bus and Bluebird buses became part of a first of its kind test to see how connected technology could be used to optimize traffic signals for school buses. Fulton County schools equipped two school buses, one diesel and one propane, with connected vehicle to everything transmitters supplied by applied information and then tracked performance at 62 intersections, also equipped with the technology, where approaching school buses could be flagged for priority to get green lights. The test showed promising results, including enhanced onboard safety of students and bus drivers, improved route reliability and on-time performance, more student participation in the school district's breakfast program, and reduced fuel consumption and harmful emissions. It's also thought that the technology could help ameliorate problems caused by the national school bus driver shortage. Said Trey Stowe, Director of Transportation for Fulton County Schools, with about 86% of the nation's school districts experiencing a driver shortage, improving the safety and efficiency of the fleet is critical. The pilot showed we can use this technology to make our fleet more efficient and serve more students safely in a shorter amount of time all while reducing our fuel bill and helping the environment. It's not necessarily an inexpensive proposition to convert a fleet or your city's intersections to use connected technology. Brian Mulligan, president of Applied Information, said it could cost around $4.5 million to equip a fleet of 900 school buses with transmitters and about that much to equip the intersections. But, added Mulligan, it's quite affordable within the scale of grants and investments compared to the cost of building a bridge. In principle, technology deployments are effective and inexpensive compared to the cost of concrete and asphalt. So what do you think about this potential traffic-optimizing revamp? Uh, Could it be a game changer? Share your thoughts in the comments. Okay, it's time to park the bus for now. Thank you for watching. I want to give a quick shout out to Facebook follower Katrina Falk, an undisputed expert on crown school buses. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Connect with us on Facebook and LinkedIn. Remember the LinkedIn page. We're no longer on the old page, we're on a showcase page now. Please follow us there. Follow us on Twitter at SchoolbusFleet. If you've got news, send it to west.platt at bobbit.com. Drive safely, and we'll see you next time on The Route.